Hi there, and welcome to One Less Die, a Shadowrun and gaming actual play podcast. I'm your host and the GM, Chris. And with me are my players and friends and co-hosts. Okay, now that they've <laughs> believed that you are friendless for a moment. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Aaron. And, um, I'm a wizard. Yes, but what are you in, in, in your normal games? In the games you play? I'm, uh, I'm a wizard. Oh, right. Um, and with, on his left? Come here. I'm Dave. I am not a wizard. It's I'm generally uh, the, the meaty guy that hits things. Yes. Uh, and we are not talking about our Shadowrun campaign, because we are talking about the and gaming side of our podcast, uh, which is basically other non-Shadowrun campaigns that we have on the go. Ah, everything's falling apart. Or have run in the past. Yeah, or have... Yeah, this little segment is called Tales from the Hard Drive. Hard Drive, Hard Drive. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'd even add a theorem if I could. Woo! <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're, we're talking about... We're going to talk about, before you go and listen to our... Presumably go and listen to... The uh, the new campaign that we're putting up uh, on the up on the off weeks from our Shadowrun campaign, the GTS. Um, I figured we should do another intro kind of episode. We should do intro or like kind of like teaser um, uh, intro episodes to our campaigns that we've done in the past to both like kind of get get you a sense of what, what you're getting into and also some trivia about it and like what we've learned and whatnot from running those games. Uh, it has been several years since we ran some of these games. I'm assuming um, it has to be spoiler lists as well, right? Uh, no, we'll, we'll have, I figure we'll do a couple of anecdotes that like just like kind of like trailer style kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? Uh, like nothing. We're not going to reveal like like the ending of the campaign or anything like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, basically just some like things that we we liked about it and stuff. Uh, the one we're doing first is the Grumblehammer Eldritch Investigations. Uh, game, which was also uh, was basically eventually shortened down to Grumblehammer 1920s. Um, this was my first campaign that I ever ran and finished. Okay, um, ran and finished. Yes, okay. but uh, it technically we, wasn't the first one created there, in the Grumblehammer canon. No, there was a, a couple of modern games that we ran, um, but they kind of fell apart eventually. And you guys, uh, Aaron and one of our other friends, Nathan, actually switched out from that game to and, and like got me to start running this game because they really enjoyed the first session I ran of that game, which was very investigative heavy and didn't like and like did it wasn't like our normal games that we'd run. At that point we'd been running like three point five D and D style stuff. Well yeah, kick the door in dungeon crawling adventuring can only take you so far. Eventually you you want more out of your RPG. Yeah. And I think even those other games uh, were in, like, D20 Modern, except I had slapped a uh, a sanity system to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I had slapped it on from a book I'd recently gotten, which was the Call of Cthulhu D20, or Cthulhu D20 uh, system, which is... I believe is better for a modern take on, like, that, uh, like on adventuring and mystery hunting and so that than D20 Modern... Because you don't have classes in modern games. You have 
um, professions and occupations and stuff like that that kind of define your yeah, character. It's just, a, it's just a set of skills. Yeah. And all characters are the same squishy characters with the same die six of hit points. Yeah. Um, you're not expected to get high level. Yeah. And this was back in 2011, 2012 when we actually started doing this stuff. So it was hard enough to, as it was to get you guys into something that wasn't D&D. So I figured rather than try and force you guys to play the, the BRP system, which is the basic role-playing system, which is what Call of Cthulhu actually is. It's the percentile system. Wow. Yeah, exactly. That 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 right there is the mentality I don't work against. So, but I <laughs> no, found... No, no, that's a system that I have read and I just don't like. Okay, fair. Um, because... Which is sad, because I've never had to run... Because running fistfuls of dice, I enjoy that. Um, the Powered by the Apocalypse... I enjoy that. Six, you're fun of it. A D twenty, sure. D twelve for Goblin. Uh, I didn't really like it, but but it was fun. It was still fun. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the 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 red markets. Yep. That. Which is the same kind of system, sort of, sort of. So maybe if we went back to it, you might lo- you might find that you enjoy you like it. Yeah, we haven't even learned Shadowrun yet. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're taking one yeah, at a time. Yeah, that, anyway, this is why we run. It, we've been running it in Cthulhu D20, is because it was a system that we all knew, and I figured it was the best way to get them into something that wasn't just like action adventures. It would actually be like investigative and horror themed. Um, so yeah, we ran a couple of modern games. Uh, everybody really liked that one. That that one game, although people liked it for different reasons, or like wanted to do wanted me to run. The different type of different game. types of things uh, with that. So Aaron and Nathan come to my house at, at, at like two in the morning one day um, and sit and are dressed as 1920s attire, like investigators, and are ready to play a 1920s Call of Cthulhu-esque mythos horror investigative campaign. And I was just like, "All right, that's fucking awesome." <laughs> so. Yeah, that all started basically in 2012 is when we started that campaign, I believe. Um, and it went on till about 2014. So, um, yeah, and uh, Aaron's character in the 1920s game was... Dmitry Grumblevitz, Russian doctor. Right, yes. He's pausing for a dramatic effect. Ah, yes. <laughs> and uh, our other player who unfortunately life has put him on a different path from us... Uh, he played, or Nathan played uh, Jericho Lichthammer, who was a, I don't think he was actually German. I think or I think his ancestry was German, but I think he was from Canada. Um, I think that was largely because he couldn't adopt a German accent. Right, yeah. Uh, but he was um, a, a journalist, uh, like an occult journalist, essentially. Um, and yeah, we, we ran that, our first game, the Kerrigan case. Uh, and you, it, you guys were floored by it. You loved it. You wanted me to keep running it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it turns out we liked Call of Cthulhu-esque, like, horror investigation with a, a mythos blend. Um, it's not the Cthulhu mythos that we ran. It's my own kind of mythos that we eventually adapted and built upon to create the Grumblehammer universe or mythos. Um, it was mostly from, like, my own ideas of horror and, yes. like, adapting from other things. Love, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Christian. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so that, that's kind of where that kind of comes from, came from. 
Uh, again, like uh, there's going to be other campaigns that we're going to be posting after this one finish after this campaign finishes that go into like the 40s that go into like the modern day. And Aaron's actually been working on one um, that goes into like the far future of this universe uh, to further expand on it. Uh, and it's also where we kind of got our ideas for. Um, uh, like the uh, a belief system and stuff like that. Like uh, basically, like a lot of our magic sets in the future campaigns kind of stemmed from our ideas that we were kind of muddling over in this campaign of like true belief and like using belief points as basically or like points of like power uh, for your spells and stuff. Um, so oh, let's face it, it's an MP system. Yeah, yeah, it is, it's basically an MP system, but we treat it as like basically like your your belief in reality changes. Um. So, Aaron, what was your favorite moment in Grumblehammer 1920s? Favorite moment in Grumblehammer 1920s. Um, I slap you, I give cigarette. Um, <laughs> that, there's a lot of that. Uh, Spartan kick. Spartan kick, many Spartan kick. <laughs> many Spartan kick. Spinning compass. Oh, the spinning compass was good. Oh, driving the, uh, the is it Tudhope? Tudhope yeah, the, the, the wonderful car. The the birth of the Tudhope across our our other campaigns. Yeah, that's true. The uh, the Markham Horror was particularly fantastical. That oh. was, it was an uh, excellent excellent uh, adventure. It was horrifying. I actually thought my character died at some point. <laughs> yep. No, it was. Uh, that, that I think was, was a really good one. It was also the. St- I think it was also the the intro to your character getting becoming a wizard, or yes. a mage. Yes, that could very well be. Because that was when you guys met Warren, the uh, mm-hmm. the mage. Um, yeah, I think my favorite uh, outside of like again, you guys coming to my door every, almost every uh, every every week as investigators or like in the the outfits and like in the in that mode. Dressed up um, as their character. Outside of that, I, I, I think. Uh, what would be? Oh, well, some of the moments, some of the moments out of game were fantastical. Like uh, the times that we uh, we stake out your job or your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Waiting for you to get home, but with the lights off and car running, and just sitting there like watching the place. <laughs> it was like a really <laughs> weird cat and mouse game. Yeah. Or or when I buy those radios. And then you put the radio right on my on my, my porch and then waited for me to come home and then like start, like start broadcasting numbers. <laughs> yeah. Because you were really big into number stations at the time. Yeah. How'd that affect you? Uh, it, it creeped me out the first time. Mm. Yeah, he took a hit to insanity. Nice. Um, I think... Fuck, there's a lot of good times in that game, that campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I, when uh, the, the, the one that strikes me is uh, or the, um, the Edenvale case. Um, it's like the third one in and Na- uh, Nathan's character, Jericho. The puts suicides. The, yeah, the suicide and murders yeah. that were going on in Edenvale. And um, Nathan putting his gun to something that he should not have put his uh, oh, yeah. gun on and oh, realizing yeah. that and continuing to put keep his gun up, even though he realized he shouldn't have done that. Good old Morty. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that was probably where my... Without giving too many spoilers, it's it's session three, I believe, from in the, mm-hmm. in the, uh, the scheduling, so... Um, well, adventure three. Yeah. 
Um, there were there are some noise issues in these episodes, just as a warning. Um, like I've used levelators. I, um, it, this was the, before the we got Ophonics, um, which like dynamically like rem, like looks and removes um, like really bad noise uh, issues. Um, so I've tried my best over the years to like fix it uh, and edit them. So we were using a different recorder. At the yeah, we were also too. using a, an older recorder system for it. So you'll have to excuse those. Um, I'm sorry, we're not perfect. We're not professionals by any means outside of experience of podcasting, but like that only gets you so far. <laughs> uh, none of us are sound technicians. Um, so what was your least favorite moment in Grumblehammer with that in mind? I don't want to talk about it. Really? Okay. I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to taint the uh, the overall awesomeness that was the 1920s. Gotcha. There were a couple of parts that um, that got to a point where that I didn't like the direction that it was going, mm-hmm. and uh, and it kind of took me out of the game. But I have very fond memories of it, so just rather not get into it. Okay. You might hear us kind of like getting a, like a little like testy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good does outweigh the bad. Nothing's and, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so the uh, other thing, um, what did we learn from playing Rumblehammer Hammer uh, 1920s? Oh god, we learned a lot. A lot about history, actually, <laughs> because we did so much research onto the, into the 1920s. Yeah, and we do get some of it wrong, but like, it was basically... Oh, yeah. We got big chunks of it wrong, but then some of it we corrected later, and... Yeah, yeah, we definitely. Yeah, I think I remember the first session. We I, I got some names wrong, like like in in Toronto because we played. Yeah, because I think we were uh, I think we were calling it York, and it was actually Toronto at that point. Yeah, yeah uh, it was so called Toronto. Hmm. Um, and uh, again, I think I feel like my GMing has improved since then. Like even like by the end of that campaign, I was a better GM. Um, I certainly learned what not to do and what to do in those in that game because of those campaigns. Yeah, so... Next question. Hmm? Yes. Next question. No. Do you have any questions like regarding Dave? Since you're just standing there, sitting there? Um, is there anything that uh, you feel like you should have done differently to either of you? Oh, Jesus! Uh, not allowed my small dog to get on the table. Okay, yeah, that's a good that, choice. That was a, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like either uh, GM-wise or player decision-wise. Personally, um... This is kind of, not too spoiler. Um, I didn't entirely like how the ending went, but mm-hmm. that is—I I don't hate the ending, but I feel like I could have done a lot better. It was at least a satisfying conclusion. Yeah, we wanted to bring it to a close. We had been playing for like two or three years at that point, mm-hmm. and we wanted to like end things. I think I what I did is I put uh, I cut I uh, tied up too many loose ends at the very be- at the very end. Like I should have maybe drawn that out until like a session or two more. Mm-hmm. But at that point, we wanted to start to we wanted to do something new or come to like have a conclusion, have a, uh, an ending. So that's that's one of the only real issues I think I've had. And I feel like future like in the future, I've co- I've gotten better at thinking at least on like how to end a campaign or how to bring an end, a campaign to a close. Um, yeah, uh, Aaron, do you have anything that you that you kind of wish um, you'd done better or differently? No, I was I was absolutely perfect. I was, uh, <laughs> made no wrong choices. No, I was uh, I was mistakes were brilliant, made. and um, I was brilliant, and my character was uh, perfect. Always performed very well. 
Actually, he did generally perform quite well. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, yeah. He uh, he did he, his his masterful move was the Spartan kick, mm-hmm. um, and that never seemed to fail him. <laughs> Though in future characters, I attempted to do the same thing, and it does they work. did. You were not as pulpy back. No. This is also a very yeah. Another thing. This is also a very pulpy campaign. Um, like we definitely have. It's it's a bit of a roller coaster in terms of like mood and setting because like we have camp set uh, we have cases that are street level investigative and dark, we have ones that are silly and pulpy, and ones that are epic in scale and some that are really down to earth. Yeah, like, so it's kind of all over the place, but that's not a bad thing because yeah. everything's fresh. It's yeah. episodic. Yeah. Um, I did feel like our characters were um, heroic characters. Yeah, they and they weren't as squishy, especially by the end. In fact, I think it's why I, this this campaign um, gave me the idea to like make you guys have a limit of like how how many levels you guys could have in Cthulhu D twenty. Weren't you a god by the end of it, basically? No, no, but he was no. pretty close. Or not not a god, but like as a character goes, he had a lot of plot armor. <laughs> a, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of. I was somewhere between fifth and seventh level, which is quite high for D twenty Cthulhu. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it goes up to up to twenty. Yeah, but like a twenty level, like that might as well be Cthulhu. Like you might as well be an elder god at that point. Uh, level twenty. Uh, no, no. It's not like D and D levels, but you never it's still have, because you never get damage reduction. You never get uh, you never get fast healing. You never get. Like these other things, unless you just you're max using out. magic. I feel like that would basically, though, like you'd be super proficient at everything. That's what that would give you. Well, you'd be super proficient within your, the scope of your job. It's like level one, you're like, you just signed on to be a uh, security guard. Yeah. Then level 20, you're like elite. You're the like, chief of police. Of or no, like no, you're elite, no. like true team, like SWAT member yeah. situation or military yeah you know but you're still within the limits of a human being yeah exactly yeah like i don't think there's ever anything that like super hyped up your abilities like your stats or anything like that not really though i did have some spells that really helped yeah and that's the other thing we did kind of a reason why it was kind of pulpy is because we did away with some of the um uh the super like uh fatal uh, requirements to have it using magic. Yeah. Because we created our own kind of, ma- homebrewed our own kind of magic system too. That's why the belief system kind of came into pa- into effect. Um, but I always wanted, I always tried to keep things like kind of Machiavellian, like very like, like there's a cost to using your magic as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't as lethal. That's what I was thinking. It wasn't as lethal as some of the spells could be. Well, what was the cost then? Uh, some of the cost was like set, like stat drains. Like yeah. you'd like straight up just lose strength or con. Temporarily, I imagine. Um, not all the time. Okay, so the way that the way that those drains work in D twenty is you heal one point of ability damage per week. Oh, week, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I could use three or four spells that uh, would cost me con damage, Mm -hmm. but you'd be convalescing. It would would mean that for a month. I would be performing subpar. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You basically take, have to be taking breaks between games. Yeah, and I mean, to its credit, I feel like it would work really well for a Delta Green game um, because Delta Green games don't take place over the course of generally a Delta Green campaign doesn't take place over the course of like weeks or days. It takes over the course of like months because it's like basically like oh you pick up this job 
and then a couple of months later you pick up this job or like a year later you have you have your your um something from a previous job has come back and you have to deal with it like true detective style like there's not supposed if you're going that fast if you're using if you're running a game a cthulhu game that fast like in that many days you're basically burning your character on both on both ends of the candle mm-hmm. yeah um, because they are basically like you're going into one shot territory where you're basically like planning on uh, you have a couple of char- backup characters in the, uh, on the ready. Um, we we came close to killing some characters or character killing these three uh, the three characters that were in the game. Yeah, the surprise shotgun. The time that Nathan took. Uh, oh, you're right. That shotgun. Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah. we, then we decided after he'd taken the damage that it was actually birdshot, and you rerolled the damage, and he survived. Yeah, we, we yeah we did a we did a couple of things where it's like oh, roll luck roll. <laughs> okay, you survived that. It wasn't that kind of damage. Mm-hmm. And and we came up with like a few logical, but like like yeah we we didn't want the characters necessarily to die all the time. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, it takes place, the, the campaign in question, uh, Grumble Hammer 1920s, takes place in Toronto in the 1920s, obviously, uh, where they start off as detectives and end up delving into a deeper and stranger reality than they expected the world to be. And I was a doctor. Yes. A doctor of the strange. Well, who are we to judge? <laughs> um, so is there anything else to kind of say before we cut off this, uh, intro and yeah. okay um yeah so that's it uh we just wanted to do a quick little uh, episode of recording for people to know what they're getting into when they go to listen to grumble hammer 1920s um it was our first campaign it was a really fun campaign it lasted like three years and it was awesome um we enjoyed it so we hope you enjoy re- listening to it i guess that's it so see you guys next time bye internet also just as an aside If you guys are listening to the episodes and have questions or queries, feel free to let us know on our email, crazonstudios at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-Z-O-N-S-T-U-D-I-O-S at gmail.com. Thanks.